1: The evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire.
0: This Week Gremlins
2: The year 1984. There's a gremlin on the wing, but not just the wing. They're everywhere. Are there any
0: wings in this movie? There's no wings in this movie.
2: But they talk about there being gremlins on the wings, which is where gremlins come from, right?
0: right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, you're talking to the guy with the Twilights on podcast. So obviously, I know about the gremlins on the wing and the Foo Fighters. Maybe
1: there was a chicken wing. There was definitely drumsticks. Uh,
0: Oh, that's true. Spicy chicken wings
1: those oh, are God. good yeah yeah
0: yeah we, we Will don't... McCartney and Wings
3: oh right? yeah yeah there's that one too you
0: sound. but not so many Wings in 1984 it's Gremlins hello this is oh uh, hello this is Matt
2: hello this is Luke and I finished taking my sip of coffee yeah I started saying it like <laughs>
0: right as you did that this is the sci-fi sanctuary um I don't remember how and where and when and in what manner I first came across this film because in my memory, I guess we—I was that five-year-old that Joe Dante said you should not take your child to see this movie. So I think I—I <laughs> I think we did see it in the theater, but at the same time, I think we had the little like um, the storybook plus vinyl thing, and, I, and maybe hmm. I had like a comic book adaptation. I feel like that's mostly how I got this movie in in the '80s, and then I don't think I've watched it since the '80s. <laughs>
2: I would have seen it on a videotape back in the 90s. So I think what would have happened is my mum would have shown it to me and thought, oh, I'm showing Luke something a bit naughty. It might be a bit too scary for him. Before she knew I'd been watching all the 18-rated Schwarzenegger films with my nan while she was at work.
0: So this was nothing, because you were seeing, like, tracheas being ripped out by Schwarzenegger in the 80s. Um, But
2: uh, I've maybe I've seen it more recently than you, because I do like to watch a lot of Christmas films in December. Yeah. So it would have been in once or twice, I would have watched it for that purpose.
0: This one notoriously came out in June, same weekend as Ghostbusters. Wow. That's kinda of, in those two movies on the same weekend. That's that's yeah. pretty wild. Man. I guess, I'll guess I guess I'll ask our, our guest
1: nineteen
2: eighty four was very nineteen eighty four, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hi Andrew Shearer, you're the guest. I forgot to introduce you because you're here all the time. That's fine. That's fine. Hi. <laughs> yeah I think yeah.
2: Terminator and Transformers also came out in nineteen eighty four.
0: Yeah, the hell of a year for movies. So, um oh, just a year that, for the eighties. Yeah, well, it was a year in the eighties for sure. Uh Eighty-two, also a whole lot of stuff. You know, you got Blade Runner and and Conan the Barbarian, I believe, is that year. Yeah, eighty-two has a quite but too Tron. Yeah, eighty-two to eighty-four, that's a sweet spot. Andrew, how'd you first see this one?
1: Um, we saw Ghostbusters one night and Gremlins the next in the theater my whole family
0: oh okay so friday
1: which one was it was ghostbusters first you like specifically remember that yeah yeah because i was too scared to see both of them (laughs) (laughs) i was horrified i was i was afraid of ghostbusters because i'd seen the music video and there's like a zombie in it that's you know the cab driver and i was like hell no (laughs) see i overruled at that point I can't quite remember.
0: I, I'm pretty sure I saw this in a theater, but I, I can't 100% remember. Um, well,
1: point being, Gremlins was far more horrifying.
0: That's the thing. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I I'm I know I watched Gremlins straight through the first time, but Ghostbusters, I think I actually did run out of the theater the first time when the librarian goes, uh, goes nuts.
1: Uh, I'm and, pretty sure we were late and didn't even see that.
0: And then I had to like kind of you know rechallenge myself to see Ghostbusters a week or two later. Like we went again. I was like, okay, I'm going I'm to take it on this time. And then I loved Ghostbusters, but yeah, I, I did notoriously run out of the theater for that one when I was uh, five.
1: Yeah, the like- uh, meltdown of um, Spike was what got me, not the microwave, which supp- which supposedly everybody freaked out, but. Um, you can't really see much of anything happen um, whereas the meltdown of spike is just like yeah that really disturbed me
2: it's funny i always think of you as such a horror movie guy andrew so Uh, i was terrified anytime you anytime you mentioned that they actually used to scare you it really amuses me
1: oh no i was afraid if (laughs) if we want to just for a moment i mean i didn't start actively watching horror i had to build my way up to it (laughs) <laughs> uh, which let's be let's be real gremlins is a horror movie um i first would read obsessively about them um i guess the equivalent now of the person who's too chicken but reads the wikis for everything so they know <laughs> <laughs> that's obsessively i have some friends like that but no i was afraid of the incredible hulk lou ferrigno uh and bill bigsby show i was afraid of kiss the band kiss and their makeup yeah i was afraid i wasn't until maybe age 10 or 11 around the time when uh, Matt and I became friends. Um, I yeah, after you've it.
2: met Matt, nothing's scary,
1: right? <laughs> no, no. I was like, wow, I've never known anyone, adult or child, that puts a comic under their arm when they go take a shit.
3: Sounds
1: <laughs> like a good idea. Yeah. No, that's it's like, awesome. It's just... I yeah, was that's, a, that's
2: a power move. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know what, everyone? I'm going to take a shit. I don't care if you know about it.
1: No, that was know. what he did. I remember that was one of the earliest memories I have of him. I'm like, and there <laughs> he goes. <laughs> Well, you want to focus on something, yeah. There
2: goes my hero. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I, um, I don't know if I've ever shared that about him, but that wasn't a, that was a impression. It wasn't gross to me or anything. I was just like, this is a great idea. It's <laughs> a good idea. That's why it was done. Okay. Uh, no, I I, I, I was blown before before we
0: had gotten like full on into portable gaming in our phones. I remember uh, our our other guest and, and mutual friend Mark being like, yeah. I... I take out people on Tetris when I take a shit. And I'm like, that's that's kind of awesome.
2: I, I've been playing Mario Kart online with my friends. and need to take a shit. So I muted the computer that I'm talking to them on and just taken my Switch into the bathroom.
0: <laughs> See, that's the real power move. You know, you, you win an yeah. online tournament while shitting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's... The only There's thing no more shit
2: than their racing is what just came out of my ass.
1: <laughs> There's no segue from that into Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters, Gremlins. But yes, I saw them both in the theaters.
2: Um, Maybe... I, like. Ooh, I watched this on my phone. Did I see part of this film yesterday while shipping? Very mm. possibly.
0: Okay. <laughs> David Lynch will tell you you didn't actually see the film. That's because... true. That's his PSA, right? On a phone, yeah. I think that's the only time I've heard David Lynch himself curse. Hmm. He's like, if you watched it on your iPhone, you didn't see the fucking movie, and that's the only time I've heard David Lynch himself curse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his characters do. He writes in his scripts, but yeah, sure. As as the man himself, yeah, that was it. Oh no! Um, yeah, in my defense, it
2: wasn't my first time seeing the film, so please don't hate me too much, David. Yeah, I know you're yeah. a big listener. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch. He came for the movies. He stayed for the poop
0: jokes. That's
1: right. <laughs> okay. you know what a fucking love letter is.
0: I guess I'll go ahead and, and do a plot because maybe you're like me and you haven't actually watched Gremlins in a while because it is a movie so baked in it almost feels like you don't really need to watch it and and we will talk about at least I'll talk about a few reasons you probably do need to watch it again but uh here's that plot engage. <laughs> Traveling salesman slash inventor Randall Peltzer buys his son, Billy, a strange creature called a mogwai from a back alley Chinatown shop. The rules are simple. Keep it away from water. Don't feed it after midnight. And it doesn't like bright lights. Sunlight will kill it. With the help of a very young Corey Feldman, they managed to break all of the rules as the mogwai, now named Gizmo, spawns more mogwai. Who then evolve into mischievous gremlins. The gremlins begin to wreak havoc in the Peltzer house, and Billy and his mom manage to off all of them except for the gremlin leader, Stripe. Stripe manages to escape to a YMCA pool where he creates an army of gremlins that begin to tear apart the town. Billy and his new girlfriend, Christmas scarred Kate, take out this crop of gremlins as they have all decided to attend a screening of Snow White and you just have to burn the theater down. With the movie theater ablaze, Stripe again escapes and tries to respawn in a department store fountain. But Billy, Kate and Gizmo manage to burn the sucker up with the first rays of morning light. The Chinatown merchant then reappears at the Pelter house to reclaim Gizmo because honkies aren't ready for this shit. (laughs) Well, he does, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. just like, he's like, your Western civilization. It blows. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is like, China had been civilized, as we would use the word, way longer than the West, so it doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always surprised how late into the 80s, well, was it just how late even into the 80s, that kind of Eastern mysticism was just fine in films.
0: Oh yeah, we got Big Trouble in Little China, fantastic film. It yeah. does have a weird feel. Well, it
1: always has. The weird Golden troubles. Child, remember the Golden oh, Child? Oh God. It. Okay, yeah, yeah, that that one. And then, uh, I guess even
2: Mister Miyagi, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically I would put him in
2: there. karate gives him superpowers.
1: Yeah, they call it the the magic Asian. Yeah. Mm. Which is a the, the uh, you know there's also the magic magical negro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, we talked about that in the last time we talked about Joe Dante when we did our Twilight Zone movie.
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no. not
2: actually our last Joe Dante, because we did do small soldiers after that.
0: That was uh that was Spielberg's uh bit of the movie though. Although Spielberg's yeah, 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 executive but... producer of Gremlins and uh is in a recumbent bike and a cameo at some point. Well also it... like
2: I feel like Twilight Zone's gonna come up a lot with the Gremlin connection and the Joe Dante collection. But he didn't do the Gremlin one either, did he? He did the uh weird little kid one.
0: That's right. Yeah. But it's all kind of baked in, yeah. right? Uh, this is definitely the turning point where the term gremlin meant like mischievous green creature as opposed to um, well, yeah, that's in it. an ape costume on a wing. Well,
1: I was
2: also going to bring up because you say gremlin to someone now, they just think of the creature, right? They think of a little goblin thing. But in this film, gremlin still meant it sneaks in and messes with your machinery at night. So I always forget when I watch it that this film does actually lean into that being what a gremlin is because the film has accidentally rewritten what a gremlin is because people don't even think about that aspect anymore they just think like oh yeah it's the the horrible little green monsters
1: yeah they did a great movie called shadow in the cloud i don't know if any of you have seen that but that uh, that was with chloe grace moritz a couple of years ago where she's a pilot and there's a Gremlin in the plane and the movie the entire movie pretty much takes place uh with her being trapped inside her being trapped as a pilot inside the plane
3: do you I see think the gremlin much
1: in that I, yeah I I think um I think she might be in the Gunner's ball actually okay um but still yeah it's a really cool science fiction uh horror
2: that um, does just because I was watching this thinking about like, oh, how would I do do the concept of Gremlins if I wanted to take it seriously and basically well, I thought you well, just I mean, you wouldn't see the Gremlin much, right
1: yeah I mean that's the way the movie is pretty much yeah It's yeah, a good one
0: yeah, well, you do, like, Alien or something. The, your, your Alien is basically a, a gremlin when you get right down to it. Yeah, or it you're... doesn't
2: really mess with the ship. It just murders people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it burns some acid through the, the steel plates and stuff. I don't know. Um, this is one where, like, all the cast... I, I think we don't really have anyone bigger than B-List in this cast, but maybe because I saw it so much or read the comic or the, the storybook plus vinyl so many times as a kid they're all like kind of like ingrained in my head. Like uh, we started off with um, Hoyt Axon as as dad and he's more of a country singer than an actor. But when I see him in this film, it's like, oh yeah, there's that guy.
2: Uh, (laughs) One thing I really like about his character, even if it's not the actor. So you often get this character, right? Who's like struggling inventor trying to provide for his family. And usually none of the other cast respect that character. (laughs) <laughs> but I really like that he actually has a really loving wife and son who are like, yeah, we like our dad and his silly inventions. They one try day, day it'll work out. Yeah, it just doesn't work. I just, yeah, I just thought that was really nice characterization compared to what you would usually see in that kind of that kind of role. So, yeah, it it's, it's very endearing. If
0: I, had, if I had taken a bathroom buddy instead of a comic book to the toilet, would that have been cooler? Mm. I mean, I what would it's you different... do with
2: the bathroom buddy while you're on the toilet?
0: Really?
1: Yeah. Also, well, no, I
2: think that would be super lame. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay. Like, bathroom. It's like it's like
2: if imagine if every time you enter the bathroom everyone saw you taking in like some wet wipes and a an extra soap. They're like, man, that guy's doing some messy stuff <laughs> in that bathroom. If he's taking extra clean equipment every time.
1: <laughs> he took the fleshlight and left the bathroom, buddy. <laughs> Slipping. Oh, th- no,
2: by the year 2022, the bathroom buddy six or whatever on probably does include
0: a flashlight. <laughs> it must. <laughs> um, oh that yeah. So who else is in this movie that I was about to say, because Phoebe Cates is here and she almost didn't get the role because she was known for um I guess smutting around in fast times at Ridgemont High and such. So they're like, we uh-huh. need someone more wholesome. But ah, eh, she's fine. She's good here. But I yeah. think it makes sense to have someone slightly less wholesome anyway. Yeah, it is. It is a horror comedy. Uh, with with.
2: Oh, I noticed in the credits that there was someone with the surname Luke, and it turns out it's the um, the Chinese shopkeeper hey,
0: Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he was old, but he didn't look old, so they still had to put age makeup on him, even though he was already <laughs> old. Was yeah, well, old.
2: me and you know how difficult it is to guess Asian people's ages, so.
0: <laughs> Yeah, just it's just funny that they did cast an older man, and then they had to make him look older because he made him. Mm. He did retained his uh his complexion relatively well. Um, (laughs) oh, voices, uh, Luke, I'm sure you had a a look at the voice cast here, but I'm guessing our good friend Megatron is in there. Yeah, he he does stripes. (laughs) uh, He does all of stripes noises.
2: Um,
3: Megatron, he's got a name.
0: Then, no, I know. It's Frank Welker, but he's always been Megatron to me. <laughs> and Peter Collin does some of the ancillary. Oh, sick Gremlins! Yeah, he's. Oh, well, that, uh,
2: thats doubly interesting because they would have only just been starting to do Transformers when they were doing this.
0: Yeah, so they're both cool. here. And then Howie Mandel does uh, is the voice of Gizmo. Where I'm like, for all of these, okay, Frank Welker already well known now for just basically doing like animal noises half the time, so it makes sense. Howie Mandel it's like, yeah, I did the voice of Gizmo. It's like Gizmo says like two words in this movie <laughs> <laughs> and, and makes it and does that cooing. She, yeah, that.
2: I was going to say, she probably has to do noises throughout, though.
0: Um, also, what's what's the police academy guy? He's here. Mike, Mike, Michael Winslow's family matters, isn't it? Who's, who's the uh... <laughs> no Michael Winslow's
1: you're, you're thinking the right guy. Oh, OK, He he's here,
0: which also makes perfect sense in 1984
1: so <laughs> yeah. well i wanted to mention the science teachers played by glenn turman who did a lot of really good black exploitation movies including including cooley high and the great jd's revenge he was the star of jd's revenge it was an amazing performance um but uh he was in some other really good things too um there was one called deep cover i don't know if you remember that one with lawrence Fishburne and jeff goldblum um, he was also in the one called The Inkwell that's basically the black dazed and confused uh, but, uh, but uh, Terman of course is the, the black guy dies first unfortunately also the only black guy in the movie I think
0: yeah I've actually heard uh, we were talking about how maybe this film has sort of that weird vision of China I've also heard people say like this and well more like I read it on wiki with this and <laughs> little shop of horrors being kind of like unintentionally racist?
1: Oh god, yeah. Oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. There's a <laughs> lot yeah, if if, if you want to look up um is Gremlins racist. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the whole point of it is like the the, the one xenophobic guy is actually right. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dick Miller's character. He, he's like talking about foreign things and how shitty they are in the whole the whole movie and then finally the foreign thing actually kills a lot of people.
2: <laughs> um the other cast member who i noticed he's a really minor role the deputy sheriff who's like drunk um he's mike from breaking bad who is like the polar opposite of this character he's like the ultimate serious tough guy <laughs> 30 odd years later
0: yeah there's so many weird bit parts here uh judge reinhold shows up just for a bit and and Apparently, a lot of him is on the, the cutting room floor. He's one of uh, Billy's bosses, the really condescending guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I guess he was going to be in it more and maybe get eaten by a gremlin or something. But uh, I, I'm just isn't assuming Ch- that would uh, happen.
1: Isn't Chuck Jones in this? We mentioned Spielberg, but Chuck Jones, the yeah, animator? Yeah,
0: he, he is. And apparently, him and Dante really hit it off because when they do uh, Gremlins 2, he does, that's like the last animation Chuck Jones personally made in Gremlins 2, where there's some bugs bunny and daffy duck stuff
1: is that right oh. god i haven't seen gremlins 2 in a minute same here i don't even i don't Matt even know. always
2: matt's always said that we're only doing gremlins so that we can eventually do gremlins 2
1: yeah
3: i mean it was, <laughs>
1: we got past advanced passes to see gremlins 2 um we saw that uh, we got those at the mall and we all went together am i right you remember that
0: I remember maybe maybe I saw it twice. I remember seeing it at the um, Dollar slash Porno Theater near our house.
1: No, we saw it way before that. Okay, sorry, we'll save that for that. But <laughs> yeah, okay. So I didn't know that about uh, about Chuck Jones, but I remember that he has some sort of cameo in this, and I never see him.
0: Yeah, he's in both of them as something, but um, he was basically consulting because Joe Dante. I mean, basically. I, I guess Joe Dante's ultimate dream
1: is to be one of the,
0: the Looney Tune characters
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: which yes, I, I can probably. respect that that's great wait wait. so who's Chuck Jones in Gremlins I, not that I've seen it recently but
0: oh you're gonna you're gonna make me be the man to chair I, I just I've I got did. it open already
2: so let me see if I can see him okay. I'm just curious oh well apparently his character's called Mr. Jones that I think he's sense. just one of the fellas in the bank
0: oh yeah I think so, so like yeah. a like a real cameo cameo I guess yeah you know? it's like blinking you miss it sort of thing but he wanted to be involved cuz there is a lot of looney tune energy to the gremlins which we will see a lot more of
1: in the the second one but okay yeah god i do remember that it was it was bonkers but the effects were better
0: and uh, of course this is the the beginning of the Corey feldman explosion um
2: <laughs> yeah i was looking at him thinking he was the kid from small soldiers but think he is
0: oh no 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 i can you, have you seen any of his recent music videos, Corey Feldman's? No, <laughs> those are amazing. Every, he he tries to do a different genre like every time,
1: and like does it as it's 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 bizarre. <laughs> I saw Splatter, which was the horror movie that he made. Yeah, how was that? Yeah. But he he's
0: I kind of weird. No <laughs> he's like the child, like he's the former child star that is just he's still like ancillary in the public consciousness. He's like he's like Charlie
1: Sheen, like light or something yeah say. okay <laughs> he's absurd he was he's obsessed with conspiracy theories about hollywood and also still tries to dress like michael jackson uh bad era um he still tours he's played the star bar a few times here right. in uh right. georgia
0: so so maybe the uk doesn't have feldman fever i don't know or didn't have it. A... Oh,
2: in his defense there is a lot of messed up stuff in
1: hollywood oh, yeah. oh no no <laughs> i'm sure he's right i'm sure he's right <laughs> you know i'm just i'm just saying uh he's, yeah being right he made, doesn't mean he's not crazy he, he made a documentary and it came out rather obsessive and, and i think to its detriment like i don't think he's helping his case
2: i see
0: Watching this now, uh, I, I wouldn't have noticed it watching as a kid. But is B- Billy's an eighteen-year-old teller whose dad is buying him Christmas presents like he's ten? His best friend is a ten-year-old, and when he has this weird scientific thing, he goes to the elementary school science teacher.
2: Um, I think you're misjudging Billy's age a little bit. I think he's yeah. like no, um, the the young friend.
0: Oh okay is Pete, yeah.
2: is Pete the kid or Billy the kid
0: Billy is our main character
2: yeah so i think Pete is a little bit older he's like a and i think Billy has left school but yeah he just went back to see his teacher cuz he's the only scientist he knows
1: but it's the elementary so i think school. i think it's I, is it elementary school is that explicit yeah they're the, the, the kids they they they're watching like a film strip or something about the human or about animal hearts uh, that also bothered me when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't like really. I,
2: I, kids at secondary school watch filters for animal hearts. They? I I don't know why I'm arguing with you. It is weird that he's this close to this little kid.
1: I'm just I think wondering. that's all he wanted. I think that's on <laughs> that was. that we can. But agree. I also
2: I don't know if he's like his best friend or just that he delivered the tree and he knows this is a guy who has comic books, so he came in and looked. That that yeah.
1: could be part of it,
0: but I just. Like watching it this time, I was like, I really feel like probably until a late draft of this, Billy was have like been twelve years old. Mm. Yeah, like he would have been Small Soldiers age, you know. Right. And then somewhere in the later drafts, maybe because they wanted to get you know sitcom star Judge Reinhold in, they they did that, and <laughs> somewhere along the way, kind of realized that didn't work. And there's this weird, like, I feel like we're having like several drafts of the script at like conflict with each other in the. But final. I
2: think it it kind of works. Because he ends up realistically feeling like someone who's at that age where you're not quite done being a kid and not quite ready to be an adult yet.
3: Mm.
2: Like, you know, I, I knew a lot of people, if I was one of these people who was just still in my hometown around late teens, early twenties. And like, yeah, I guess I've got a job in my own apartment, but I don't really feel like an adult. Like I'm still spending most of my paycheck
1: on Transformers.
3: <laughs> well, the big
1: joke about 80s movies and really beyond is that you know they cast these older people to play these young people but it's because the, re- the reason why is that uh you know if they showed like age appropriate actors in the kind of violent peril that these people often mm. find themselves in um it would not be <laughs> it would not be entertaining it'd be horrifying well,
2: i think the other thing is if they showed age appropriate actors being as horny as teenagers actually are Yes. They no, get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, remember that
1: movie Kids where they actually cast like, you know, like 15, 16-year-olds playing 15, 16-year-olds and people were like,
3: "Eh." <laughs> Dude.
1: Yeah. What were you like when you were 50 I don't know about them, but I was pretty much almost exactly like that. minus <laughs> the drugs and the drinking, yeah.
2: Oh, well, I so the, I was doing the drinking cuz I grew up in the UK.
3: Right.
0: They <laughs> give it to you at school. <laughs>
1: white milk chocolate milk or beer
3: i did drink
2: i did drink with my politics teachers in the last year of high school so i I was 18 but yeah on on independence day we had apple pies and then i brought in vodka we did vodka and cranberry juice with our teacher
1: I remember one of my hist- my history teacher came to see our band play, and he missed the band because he was like smoking weed in his car. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, did I miss it?" <laughs> we're like, "Man, we're getting A's the rest of this year."
0: <laughs> was, that, was it? Was that our band? That, that wouldn't have been a good stoner band.
1: I I he's the he's the history teacher that gave me Dead Kennedys and Black Flag records and stuff.
0: Okay. Maybe maybe that was his high. I don't know. I, I'm just feeling if you're that chill, you don't want to hear like...
2: Speaking of adults who are weirdly friends with kids. Exactly. Like, <laughs> what is this?
1: He, I don't think he was that far from college. You know what I'm saying? Like community yeah. college. Teacher certificate right out of high school kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has a lot to do with gremlins. I think we... <laughs> I think we've established that... Uh, yeah. That's that's why. this. I think gremlins didn't it even start out as being a horror and not for kids as as far as while we're talking script versions are concerned i
0: think it was always supposed to be somewhat dark comedy but it was more like dead alive dark comedy where you know you're having billy's mother's head getting tossed down the staircase after being
1: separated from her body wow so, so they did keep the decapitation. It just became a gremlin decapitation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, even in this version, we still get the... Uh, was it? The bitter old lady that ends up flying out of her window. So
1: Yeah, but that's hilarious. Oh, that's it's hilarious, not, of course. But it's still, you know, gruesome when you think about it. It would have been funnier if her head went first and then the body.
0: But yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, this was a darker, even darker movie. So I, I, I guess they found the right balance at the end because... They did create the PG thirteen rating along with this in
1: Temple of Doom, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, also saw that one.
0: Yeah, so because that of course has the heart getting ripped out. Grimlin I mean Gremlins has enough that you're like, yeah, it's not a PG movie. It makes sense. So no, is- it's
1: it it gets it turns from a comedy into a pretty much like end-to-end horror. I mean, I don't I remember at a certain point the tone just doesn't back off
2: i think that's the difference with gremlins too. is even once all the gremlin stuff is happening it stays funnier
1: yeah i I don't think um i don't think with gremlins i I think that's what did it for me as a kid it's just it it started out fine but then when it began to get really gruesome um, and violent uh, it didn't i think it lost the the comedic balance there it just becomes a horror movie at a certain you
2: still get like gizmo has his little hero moment driving the car and when you see the gremlins hanging out they are like singing to songs and stuff but yeah yeah it's definitely it's yeah. much less playful in the, the latter parts you do have you know, I've mentioned
0: christmas carolers
3: <laughs>
2: i've yeah. mentioned a lot of times the, yeah the ultimate horror Chris, horror christmas carolers <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's when they cut the head off no, I've, I've mentioned a lot of times <laughs> the special effects in the 80s they had this boom of special effects that uh, coincidentally also happened alongside the the boom of cocaine use and you can't tell me that that scene of the theater where there's like a couple dozen gremlins there that no one uh, used cocaine in order to to keep operating those puppets through that shoot.
3: (laughs) I was
0: just just listening to another podcast about the night before Christmas where they're talking about how stop motion guys, now they're the heavy stoners, get blazed in the morning and spend 12 hours
1: slowly moving. Well, how else? How else could it's you like, do it? It's like heaven for for them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you don't want somebody on caffeinated doing that.
2: <laughs> but Del Toro's stop motion Pinocchio has just come out. I wonder how stoned he was.
1: Uh, it took. Well, he said it took 15 years all total to make that wow. movie, which it's brilliant. I'll say it's one of the best stop motion I've ever seen. Uh, the stop. Oh, yeah, motion I think it Rimland, might be
2: you. I mostly heard about it from.
1: Yeah, Facebook. the stop motion in yeah. Gremlins. I think there's one. I mean, I like the way that they speed up the puppetry. You know, like um, mm. performance-wise, that sometimes works for puppets where you shoot it at a lower frame rate and then speed it up. So it's actually that's the why the um, the Le- Levi Stubbs, the the uh, Audrey two in during the musical number. And speaking of racist and mm. un- unintentionally racist movies, Little Shop of Horrors looks so great is because they actually crank that down. And so yeah. it moves are more lifelike. But yeah, there's a scene where the gremlins are running down the street in a big group. Hmm. Um, it doesn't look good in, uh, <laughs> in gremlins. Not at all. I don't know how they did it. It might not have been stop motion.
2: For the most part though, it's, yeah. re- it's an absolute masterclass in just wonderful little puppets and animatronics.
1: Oh yeah. It's Chris Wayless who um, later did the fly. Uh, <laughs> and I think, Okay. I think the meltdown scene in uh of that I did I call him Spike or Stripe? I meant to say Stripe. I I, I, I think you've used both time. alternating. So. Okay, when, he, when he gets all gooey and stuff, it's very reminiscent yeah. of what he would later do in The Fly when the fly comes out of the pod the second time and is just a lump of jiggly goo. Um, I think they're very reminiscent of one another.
0: See, I just keep thinking with that shot of the, um, the ending of the original Evil Dead where they have the weird stop motion, you know, gooey stuff
1: yeah the yeah the tom sullivan with the um well it's it's the white eyes you know and the yellow puke
0: (laughs) yeah 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 that kind of stuff it's
1: just not it's not what goes in a family i mean it's just it's it's horror it's horrifying (laughs) yeah as a kid i was just like and the music that plays it goes like it sounds like evil dead music (laughs) like it really does
0: i guess these are wild wild that
2: this and ghostbusters came out on the same day these two just like 80s puppets supernatural monster, comedy. supernatural comedy yeah. yeah
1: wouldn't see that now something the
0: air that night bill collins style it was the 80s <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well these um, days it would be you'd get three different movies about little cga cgi characters in the same weekend and they'd all they'd have none of the charm
1: they just wouldn't be gooey, Troll and up into
2: the chipmunks coming out on the same day.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that does sound, like, super plausible. No no goo in those aliens. movies, though.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. gooey sacks, too. I mean, the, I think these beat the alien sacks, because they, they're, like, not symmetrical or anything.
1: Yeah? Um, not quite. You know, the, the alien ones had a sort of a translucence to them, where you could sort of see something mm-hmm. moving around inside. These just um,
0: look like, you know, piles of alien dung.
2: <laughs> they look like something i would find when i was out hiking and not want to touch
0: right <laughs> well you'd end right. up with a gremlin if you did
1: yeah yeah well i mean to to that end i feel um you know joe dante's influence uh from 50s horror uh science fiction uh you know he also shows what is it kevin mccarthy is on the tv from the original body snatchers that uh, oh, right, he's right. watching
0: Luke, we gotta give you your monster corner. I mean, this has proper monsters. How how do you rate these in Monsterland?
2: Um, they're they're quite analogous to like a Pokemon or a Digimon, because you have a cute one and then it turns into the horrible monster, which is more useful, but you know, you kind of wish you had the cute one back.
0: <laughs> no, because uh, typing I did put like evolution. I was like, oh, that's what Pokemon yeah, do when I was making my yeah, uh, yeah. summary. <laughs> yeah, I think well, I yeah. really,
2: really liked Gizmo as a kid. I, thought, I had the toy. I bet I, bet I, I would have tool. seen this around about the same time Furby's got big. So I bet that's why I wanted a Furby so bad. It's because it was the closest I could get to a real gizmo.
0: Yeah, so th- Andrew, and I both had the gizmos. I am pretty sure we both had Burger
1: King glasses as well. <laughs> oh the Burger King. Yeah. I've got the record here somewhere. I've got one of them. I just it might be, even be a Christmas one. But uh if I find it, I'll take a picture. It's it's in with my my Super Eight movies and stuff.
0: Yeah, that that could be the one that I think I got the most exposure to this from as a kid. Because, because as I said, is that or the comic or both? Because I I did really like this as a kid. So,
1: <laughs> not me. I gotta say, <laughs> even <laughs> as a kid and as a grown up, I've no. Well, my favorite scene in Gremlins is the Phoebe Cates telling that story. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah, but that's well, I, it's a... brilliant. That scene, I love it
2: it's also so rare that a film about christmas acknowledges like the darker side of the
3: holidays (laughs) there's a reason
2: that i think lethal weapon is a mega underrated christmas movie
3: yeah yeah
1: i prefer lethal weapon to die hard certainly uh, Uh, it's
2: it's more christmassy if you think about
1: it no it is it absolutely is but it's also much darker the studio
0: mm-hmm. did request that that scene be taken out uh, in the same set of notes, that I guess, don't have Billy's mom's head bounce down the stairs. They're like, take that scene out. And Dante like was very uh, strong about refusing to take that out because he's like, that is exactly the balance of this movie, which might be why it's, you know, at least for adults, the, the most memorable scene. You know, for kids, for kids, it's going to be a more gremlin scene, I think.
1: But (laughs) yeah, I just think that that whole bit, it's not necessarily amazing to me that they left it in. It's amazing to me that they would write that because the rest of the movie isn't really like that. That soon has that seems a real pathos to it. In fact, I if I'm going to revisit gremlins, I just go to YouTube and look at that scene because context is not necessary. It's just brilliant to me. I mean, it's hilarious Mm -hmm. because it's so over the top. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like...
3: <laughs> but
1: yeah,
0: that in the mind of the director of the movie, I guess that also was like kind of the pivotal scene.
1: So yeah, well, he it's. I mean, I I think it's a better movie than The Howling. I'm I've recently seen The Howling right after American Werewolf in London at uh, drive-in, and uh, The mm-hmm. Howling is just to me. I mean, we'll talk about uneven. I don't think the humor comes through. I think he he much more had a handle of it on uh, Gremlins
0: now are, are you I
2: guess on the when you eventually get to small soldiers that's him making the film the studio wanted where it is much more kid-friendly i love like they're, they're animatronic they're like robots so it doesn't have any gore or anything yeah
1: i think that's oh, yeah
2: great. i i adore small soldiers but i also was eight when it came out so
1: <laughs> i
0: feel like the best bal- dante balance probably is the burbs oh yeah without a doubt the burbs is a masterpiece yeah, it's the most
2: matte sentence I've ever heard.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the best Dante balances the burps.
1: Well, if I'm gonna watch a Joe Dante movie, that's that's gonna be the one.
2: Uh, Luke, have you seen that one? <laughs> no. Okay. I, well, I will eventually probably watch it for you, but
1: hey, I think
0: I think that could fit into this podcast. We'll do it sometime for this one because that's a good one.
1: Yeah, and he, you know, in terms of of. Um and i don't mind when humor's like off-putting i've seen enough like you know south korean movies to where you know that's <laughs> not going to throw me when the tone abruptly shifts but uh yeah the the burbs maintains a sinister kind of really dark thing and uh, but the humor isn't like to offset that it's to complement that
3: hmm.
2: a brief tangent but have you seen save the green planet yes i love that film
1: that's absolutely comic. wild! Oh my god! In fact, I want to see if that's streaming anywhere. I'm going to put that on after this. I have ah, that's a brilliant, brilliant movie.
2: All right, shortlist that, Matt, and we'll call Andrew up in a month or two to talk about that one.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! It's
0: not the first time it's come up on this podcast. No, I,
2: it, it's it's one of the films that I got out from the video store with absolutely no idea what it was. And it blew my tiny little like fifteen year old mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not. Oh no, it's on Canopy, which is um, uh, for uh, colleges and stuff. Huh. So, oh well, they need to buy. Yeah, I don't have that one. But God, that was a that was back when I was a blogger. I got a screener of it. I it must have been oh, a wow. did the U.S. release or something. But that oh, that's a great one. I bet yeah. you I yeah. haven't seen it in. 10
2: I yeah i haven't seen it since i got it out from
1: blockbuster back in the day yeah, this would so. have been the early 2000s i yeah.
0: think we had i think that we had that on the mind before but couldn't track it down or something so maybe I we'll would, we it.
2: would we would definitely be watching that one through uh the seven seas if you
0: know what i mean but <laughs> <laughs> um i think even that route didn't yield any results but um Oh, I just had to throw in the note here that I had to write several times, you know, call Mr. Plow because that's his name. That name again is Mr. Plow because um, <laughs> we, we have a Mr. Plow on this movie and it's the only other place I can think with a
1: prominent Plowsman. <laughs> Dick Miller. <laughs> Dick Miller Plowsman. <laughs> Who I've met in real life before he passed. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, it felt like he had moved on by now. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, um and but you know, he was an old, old school Corman. I mean, you know, uh I asked him about Hollywood Boulevard. So that's probably my favorite of Joe Dante and Alan Arkush's stuff. Um uh, it's it's a it's can hardly be considered an actual feature, you know, because it's just really like cut and paste of a lot of other Corman movies. But uh Candace Ryelson's the star and you know, Mary Warnoff's in it. I love it.
2: This is one of the few Dick Miller performances where he's not like likable.
1: No he's And super even here. Racist. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cuz he's, he's usually racist. like the the like lovable older bloke that they know. Here it's just no. the only thing he ever says is complaining about foreigners and foreign imports
1: everything. <laughs> we, <laughs> we just absolutely. Kind of a scoundrel
0: here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but not even
2: like a lovable scamp kind of a scoundrel, just like an no, horrible piece of. Work.
1: But that's what I'm saying. The movie totally <laughs> redeems him, you know.
2: Uh, yeah, but accidentally, the villain is correct in this. Yeah. Film.
1: No, it's like, whoa, what is? What was the point of this again? <laughs> um, like, I'm just,
0: I'm have a few random observations of things I spotted in this movie. Um, the little Donkey Kong game. I I didn't mm. have that. I had the Popeye one. Uh, Andrew, did you come across the the, the little Little tiny cabinet, you know, lo fi
1: Donkey Kong game. Uh, I don't remember that. I mean, it's been but... a while
3: since.
2: fact, Donkey Kong was created because Nintendo were making a Popeye game and couldn't get the license.
0: Oh, weird because I had that size cabinet and it was, yeah, yeah, game, they... so, yeah.
2: Oh, Donkey Kong was a massive success, so then they had the bucks to buy the Popeye license. But yeah, like Mario, Donkey Kong, and Pauline, it me, I just had to make up at the last minute to replace Popeye, Pluto, and Olive.
0: Ah, okay. Wild, and, yeah. So I, I just remember loving that little cabinet, and, and my parents were trying to drag me off to church, but I was busy with Popeye, <laughs> you know. So go away.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, Popeye's much better.
0: Um, this—I I guess this is an more answer question. But did I did I note an out-of-focus Fangoria in the background?
1: Oh no, there's totally an issue of Fangoria horror movie magazine. Okay, mm-hmm. you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. If if it wasn't clear enough what what genre the Gremlins falls into, you know I, I appreciate that it's considered. Uh, a, a, who, why would they put out a Christmas movie in in, in What was it? Summer. Jim.
0: Yeah. Same as Ghostbusters. The, what the, I am at Three. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I guess a so. More huh? recent
0: one. Some sometimes you just some people like Christmas, you know.
1: But yes, Fangoria was one of my gateway things. I would. Um, I would. I would. Get them and read them and look at the pictures, but be too chicken to watch them. The movies,
3: <laughs>
1: god, now an issue of Fangoria is 1999, I think. What yeah, Jesus, they want like 20 bucks for a printed It was nuts, I thought whatever it, it was.
2: I thought it was bad when I went back to the UK and magazines are a fiver now.
1: <laughs> I mean, this, uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. Did I spot Howard the Duck in here too? Okay, maybe not. I just, when I was watching, I thought I saw a quick Howard the Duck uh, somewhere in the department. I mean, you might store.
1: well have done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you're the type of person that just sees Howard the Duck. just. Right I, but I
2: was going to say, whether or not he was in the movie doesn't answer the question of whether Matt saw Howard the but Duck. <laughs> that,
0: no, that's a legit question. I might have just seen Howard the Duck, but it wasn't really Howard the Duck, you know? I just wanted to. So.
2: <laughs> you see the Howard the Duck
1: that's inside yourself.
0: Ah, yes, yes. look inside yourself and you'll find Howard the Duck Okay, that's mm.
1: cool <laughs>
0: The real Howard the Duck was the friend you made along the way
1: You've sat on him <laughs>
0: So how is this one holding up now? Then I guess is the the big question.
1: Well, Luke, how long had it been since you'd seen it?
2: Um, I think it only it maybe in five or six years.
1: Okay. I watched yeah, it at least
2: long. once with with a girlfriend back in the UK. It definitely, uh. it still entertained me. I could still sit and watch it, no probs. Um, maybe the thing that's changed is. You were saying when it came out, it was like, oh yeah, this is the film that invented PG-13. Whereas I feel like now, it's it's not that outrageous compared to what kids could watch. But maybe that's just because the regular PG doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, you still didn't write this PG you have anymore. You have
2: you, or you have the PG-13-12A, but who's making films that are PG? What's the point? You want to get the no. broadest possible audience, which is the PG-13
1: well it's uh well if we're talking in terms of family movies pg's the sweet spot and it's kind of always going to be but i would definitely rate gremlins pg 13 um with a toe in r without <laughs> question i mean i have my my kid is nine and i would sooner let them watch lethal weapon wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess or.
2: maybe what it is is it there's not a lot of or like human death on screen uh, so i seeing mean, the, a, there's a fair there, there amount. Are, they're quite comical slapstick moments yeah i, I think the, the real gory room. stuff happens to go
1: to the gremlins it's true I, th- I think it's just that juxtaposition between the cute furry creature that seems like yeah. it would be something more family oriented and then you know it turns into a horror um and i believe originally that the gizmo was going to become stripe and that was the arc of it and yeah
2: yeah that's what um, i was going to say i think
1: i would agree with you more if you didn't keep gizmo all the way through yeah so i i just i don't know i just maybe it's you know what honestly it's probably my childhood memories of it like i i do mm. not want to see krill i didn't rewatch it for this and i i don't see myself like busting it out and watching it again i think i bought it just to hear the commentary track And uh yeah, it's just not I don't I'm not a big I I saw it post
2: post desensitization, so it did nothing to (laughs) me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I've I've I have there's a lot of eighties movies that I've only recently saw. Like I saw Goonies for the first time like two, three years ago. I saw Raiders Mm -hmm. of the Lost Dark first time this summer. So it's I I'm not uh my eighties was very different from everyone else's in terms of movies. Mm -hmm. Uh definitely. Yeah, Um, but I I I saw this I'd already
2: I'd already seen schwarzenegger punch a hole in a man so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah see i'd seen i saw blue velvet before i saw karate kid <laughs> this probably is one of the first like kind of gorier scarier
0: films i saw though and it, this one did not bug me that much as a kid and i'm not sure why but i think again the, the stripe melting thing at the end i i could i, they, I could definitely be like oh yeah that's disturbing but yeah this one didn't really as I said I ran out of Ghostbusters, you know, I didn't run out of Gremlins. So I, I think the
1: Spike melting thing is grosser than when the guy gets hit by the car and explodes in RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's more prolonged. The camera stays on. If you think the guy got is is a, is in a goofy melted guy costume and then he's hit and he just that's it. But you have with spi- with Spike Stripe, it's very drawn out.
2: Maybe it's Maybe you've just got more empathy for little green goblins than I do.
1: <laughs> Maybe I do. What are they supposed to represent? You're a goblin man. Foreigners! them all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's I mean, we're if we if we're to follow the what I think is kind of the meaning of this movie, intentional or not.
3: Gremlins um,
2: by
0: American.
1: That's right. I, what did he say? See, we should have got a He's complaining, and you know, should have got a zenith. That's what he says.
0: See, I was trying to like look at it from the, the gremlin's point of view, this viewing, right? Because I'm like, well, Billy's mom does do like in the Twilight Zone, the invaders. Billy's mom instigates the violence. I mean, they put on the creepy Christmas music and all that, but they also attack um, the
2: dog, and yes, that's true. They yeah, don't kill yeah. the
1: dog. We should mention that the dog does not die. Um and after she stabs the one gremlin I can remember also you see it in the background like oh, writhing in pain as the other <laughs> ones in them
0: and, and then you know Stripe I mean all of his brothers have been killed like twice so of course he's pissed
1: <laughs> I think the guys like Joe Dante were a lot like my dad in that they thought it's hilarious to freak the ever living shit out of little kids
2: yeah well that's another thing. I come from the UK where it's a grand old tradition to show your kids Doctor Who every Saturday and scare them.
3: So
1: <laughs> That explains a lot.
3: Yeah. I
1: suppose we'll
0: wrap things up. So, uh, Andrew, tell us a, a, about your online Christmas. What's online for your Christmas?
1: Oh, um, well, let's see. When we're talking talk about Gonzerific G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. Uh, We do have, um, for your viewing pledger, um, Jugsaw, which is available now on Blu-ray and DVD. And um, streaming, uh, we've got Bad Girl Dracula, which is exclusively through Reverie, which is a a queer LGBTQIA um, streaming movie service. And um, you can also watch other short films at Gonzerific's YouTube channel. And, yeah, you can get all of that through there.
0: Radio, Luke, you want to do our thing?
2: Yeah, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find it on Twitter at MLSFSPOD. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those. Just search Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastius and throw us a dollar a month. And at that website, you'll find links to the other podcasts me and Matt create. There's Time Enough podcast, a Twilight Zone podcast, which did its Christmas episode like two or three months ago. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you can re-download that and give it a listen. There's uh, Luke Loves Pokemon, which I don't know if I'm doing anything Christmassy on that one just yet. But if you like hearing me talk about monsters, we're doing a lot of that at the moment. There's two episodes a week just now because there's new monsters out. Uh, There's Monster Mash, a podcast about Monster Hunter. We did a Christmas special where we gave our Christmas wishlist for what we want to see in the next Monster Hunter game. And there's the game game show, a game show about games, which Matt always describes as four British lads swearing at each other. And we've just recorded a Christmas episode last night, featuring the long-awaited Andrew Rice music round. So, yeah, Does there's plenty sing? of Christmas action. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, he okay. sings.
0: He, he <laughs> sings for us. That's good. Well, that's know.
2: it. Andy Andy is known for singing whenever we play games, but he's the last person to do a music round on that podcast. So, <laughs> radio.
0: Okay, so.
2: And remember, this holiday season, don't buy any of that foreign crap.
0: I don't know what that means. I live in Japan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, don't buy my stuff or don't don't buy Matt's stuff. I mean, what are we, what are we talking about? There's
0: 40 would be.
2: <laughs> There's three different nations we could meet here, because you two are American, I'm British, and me and Matt live in Japan. So, <laughs> right.
1: so you buy from
2: say? buy from one of those three?
0: It's always don't midnight, you
2: huh? dare buy Chinese.
0: <laughs> no, I, I just didn't ask several days ago have you ever been abroad i'm just like i don't know how to answer that man
3: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i'm kind of abroad <laughs> now so <laughs> hey
2: no oh, i thought you never... meant like a woman yeah I, that was the joke <laughs> i was about to make <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I did do the importance of being earnest once where he gender flipped all the roles, so sure. Let me That's share one final
2: one final Nintendo factoid with you. When they first brought the Nintendo out in America, a guy was setting it up at the mall and security guard came over to offer to help him. So are you setting up the new Atari? And he's like, Oh no, actually this is the Nintendo And he's like, Oh, fucking Japanese, Pearl Harbor and refused to help him.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> It must have been um, Dick Miller. (laughs) Yep. Zilla 1998